today's guest, Mark Lombardi, Commercial Director at CDR Torino. So we still have like in every market a distributor. We have the retail level, we have the workshop level. The main difference is that the retail level is fully independent. So like we see in other markets that the retail level belongs to the distributors, it's still not the case in Italy. We have um, 4,500 retailers, we have 40,000 workshops, independent aftermarket workshops. So the market is big, but very fragmented and very small persons, small realities. So putting something from down the chain is a challenge, but that's why we are here. Tech Talk, the automotive aftermarket podcast. Time for some Dolce Vita in our Tech Talk Aftermarket podcast. In episode 5, we'll be talking about the Italian aftermarket with our guest Mark Lombardi, who is the commercial director of CDR Torino, a spare parts and lubricant distributor. We talked about the Italian aftermarket in general and the differences compared to other markets in Europe, developing value-add services for their workshops to also compete with the increasing sales of pure e-commerce players, the role of digitization and how to sell it to the workshop chains, which also means like a change of mentality on their side, as Mark explains. Uh, we also talked about the ongoing electrification and the effects for a lubricant distributor as CDR Torino and why sustainability is inevitable for the market. We even discussed when Italy will win their next Football World Cup. Mark's a great guy with deep knowledge of the Italian aftermarket. So without further ado, let's jump right into the podcast. Hi and welcome to the next episode of our Tech Talk here at Automechanica. My next guest is uh, Mark Lombardi from CDA Torino. So we are now talking, uh, we are going south actually and talking a bit about the Italian aftermarket. Hi Mark and thanks Hi. for joining Hi, us Christian. today. Thank you very much for having so many of our viewers and listeners are, are of course, uh, do of course know the Italian aftermarket. It's a very important market. Mm -hmm. So could you explain them a bit? Who are you actually and what are you concretely doing with CDR Torino? Well, I'm uh, the commercial director for CDR Torino. I'm uh, with them since 2019. Um, I'm actually a Belgian uh, living in Italy, moved to Italy. How did this um, happen? Well, I had a quite a change in, uh, yes. in personal life Yes, that made that actually I went to work for what was previously my customer. Um, I come from the lubricant business. I've had my career there and um, my main customer in Italy was CDR Torino. Ah, okay. I felt a good environment and a good way to start a new life. So you, so you went client side? I went client side and I took the experience that I had from manufacturer to the distributor which is the main activity of yes, CDR Torino. And it's cool because you know the company, you know how they're working together, so you had a, could make a good decision. It was a, quite an easy decision in that, uh, in that way, absolutely. And uh, I think it helps when you come from manufacturer's side to go and support the team of a distributor so that they can, in a certain way, gain some insights, gain some knowledge that then they transfer to the market. Yes. And you, as an Italian, you are more experience in on-site events because you've already been to Auto Promotech in uh, Bologna. Yes, And we now we have Auto Mechanica Frankfurt. How does it feel to, to be in the real life again? Well, we are very happy about this. Personally, I am. I'm a very social person in general. So being able to really speak with people face to face, even like we are doing today, 
is really something that I think makes this extra, gives this extra mile, this extra plus to a, to a relationship. Yes, I agree. I think the, the aftermarket in general is a really social industry relying on the relations between the different people. And for them, they, they enjoy coming together again. Well, I, I really believe in that. I believe that the social aspect is that extra that we can give above the technical aspect or the pure price delivery or other things. There is this extra layer that I don't think we should underestimate. Yes, and it's, it is a bit like a, like, a, like a little family, even though many are competitors, it's a very competitive market. It but is. still, people know each other, they like each other. And it always feels like a big, like like family Christmas a bit. <laughs> it is. And sometimes you see, like even in my case, you change sites and you yes. go from a producer to a distributor. And yes, but you still mean, meet the same people and you just change shirt and you go further. Okay, then uh, your company, CDR, you are basically a supplier for mainly for lubricants or what are you doing exactly? Well, the main activities of CDR are spare parts distribution, mm -hmm. um, concretely on the north of Italy. Uh, lubricants distribution, we do that nationwide. Um, that's, let's say, the two historical uh, aspects. Uh, lately in our projects, we are going also to what is the tools, service, technical support, which is actually the third but the very young aspect of the company that we are, uh, that we are putting in. And you're talking about that you, that you are mainly operating in northern Italy. So I, I think the, the Italian aftermarket is a bit special. So it, it is nearly yes. divided in north and south. So what makes it different from the other markets in Europe? Because also it is like the second biggest market. It is indeed the second biggest market in Europe. The main difference is actually the independency. Mm. So we still have like in every market a distributor. We have the retail level. We have the workshop level. The main difference is that the retail level is fully independent. So like we see in other markets that the retail level belongs to the distributors, it's still not the case in Italy. We have um, 4,500 retailers. We have 40,000 workshops, independent aftermarket workshops. So the market is big, but very fragmented and very small persons, small realities. So putting something from down the chain is a challenge. But that's why we are here. Yes, definitely. Also for you as a company that you have to dealing with that many entities instead mm -hmm. of talking exactly. to one. And it's very time consuming, I guess, for your sales force. Time consuming for the sales force. Sales force that changes with specificities from north to south, where at least there is different mentalities, different approach. Logistically, it doesn't make it easier neither. Mm. Um, so actually, as a distributor, we have a really big logistic role. And we really try to be a support for our retailers so they can have success in their market. So what are the current projects within your company? How you tackle the issue? So what are your main, main goals at well, the moment? We try to, to look on a sellout way for the retail level. Uh, definitely they are our customers, that's clear. Um, but we feel that on a workshop level, there is a need of support. Mm. Support in a very wide way. Um, so our projects are linked to that. So we bring to them spare parts, okay, yeah. through the retailer. We bring them lubricants, okay, and now we need to bring them support. Support mm -hmm. means technical support, means tools, means knowledge, trying really to be a helping hand to them mm -hmm. and a commercial opportunity. Yes, definitely. And I guess this is a, this is a, really, a really important topic because um, you might have seen that uh, this year at Auto Mechanica, e-commerce is, is a very, very big topic and everyone... Yes 
is kind of complaining now my workshop is ordering spare parts online and not buying from my from my catalog and it's only about pricing but i tend to not agree yes pricing it pay, plays a role mm. in that but you can't you can't compete on the price anyway for for most of the for mm. most of the traditional exactly. traders and then you f need to find some some other benefits for your customer well that's exactly the reality that we are facing i'm not saying that italy is highly invaded by the e-commerces of course they are there and they're present and they're gaining market definitely yeah. but uh maybe because of the the country because of the mentality the extra layer um that is being given to the products which can be the service which can be the return policies which yes. can be even the payment terms these are things that are really valued by the workshops and are actually retrain restraining them to buy so much online although It's a, it's a phenomenon that is there, yes. it's inevitable, but we need to be better yes. and give something more. And that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, definitely, because it's there and, it's, and we've seen in other industries, it's there to stay. So it's not yes. going away. There's no, you can't just close your eyes and pretend it's not happening. No, we've seen, I think, industries in other industries where that can have fatal consequences. So uh, no, no, we are embracing the fact that it's there. We just try to be better and we try to give them those things that they value that I just mentioned. Definitely. And uh, talking about uh, the, the difficulties in the Italian market with all these single, smaller entities, how mm -hmm. can digitization support them? So Well, for sure, it's it's clue. Uh, it's, it's key, I'm sorry, to, to do that. Um, because that's one of the things that everybody has in his hands today. So building platforms, making sure that there is a common interest in that and they find their, their way is, is definitely a solution. It's not so easy because it's a change of mentality. We have to face the reality that the average age of the workshop is on the high side, which in general is not so open for digitalization or not so fast, but we have to go for that. There is no Maybe way. Maybe it's also in a, when there a new uh, generation of mechanics comes in because often you hear I don't have the time for doing something on the iPad. I don't have the time to use mm -hmm. a laptop in here. I need to need yes. to get it done fast. So I call you or I, even they're sending out faxes still. Still, yes. We as a company, we still have a fax number, <laughs> yes, which, is a, which is actually a funny thing. Um, it is. For sure, we are relying on the younger generation to do this. I'm afraid that there will be less younger generation. So there will be less actors, less entities on the market. Uh, so converting the existing one, we need to do it. And we can only do it by making it as easy as possible, by supporting them, by taking by the hand and like that to bring them to that. Definitely. And uh, digitization, I guess, as a as an, uh, supplier like you, you doesn't only uh, play a role in getting your stuff out to the company, but also before, because you are sourcing, you have like, a, mm -hmm. uh, you have, there's massive logistics behind it. You have this big hall full of product. And yes. digitization really helps there as well. It helps in both in both sides. Of course, we are connected with most of our suppliers. So there is our automatic restocking. We have these systems uh, in place. We're trying step by step to see if we can set the systems also down the chain, which is not so easy. But at least we are working with an e-commerce, with our own platform. It's a B2B platform, of course, yes. um, where we can try step by step to bring people to that. We are achieving because over 80% of the orders now are through our B2B platform, which was already, I think, a good result. Yes, definitely. 
and uh, other topics like the electrification. How do you think this will affect your your business, especially in the in the lubricant sector? Well, for lubricants, it's a uh, it's inevitable to say that it's a uh, it's a high challenge. It's a big yes. challenge. Um, I was looking at uh, some numbers a few days ago that for Italian market we are expecting 12 percent of the of the car park to be uh, fully electric by 2030. So it's not dramatic what is happening to us, but on the long term, for sure, if this is the tendency and Fit for 55 is what is in imposing it on a long term, for sure, it's a market that uh, tends to shrink drastically. Yeah, I guess it's it's it will be difficult or at least a challenge for for some of the players, but others they also they also see it or have to see it as an opportunity because I was talking to a, to a, to a tire guy earlier mm -hmm. and he said this is completely new opportunity because electric cars they need different tires because they have different driving behavior different acceleration behavior and maybe also something in the tire industry uh, becomes a topic like uh, uh, sustainability or even tires where you know I choose in the future maybe I have an elect I get an electric car mm -hmm. and then I choose a tire and I want to see how does this specific tire affect my range for example yes. and so Uh, in general, for you, uh, what role does uh, sustainability play? That your products are sourced, sus sustainable, like economical friendly. Do you think this will become more important in the future? I think for sure it is. I don't think that today is a major concern for our customers. Um, but I think it's inevitable to think that we now in a few years, it's something that for sure will be on the agenda. And that we also as a company, we have to look after to have suppliers that go into that direction. Yes, definitely. Uh, let's think about talking about the future. Let's think concretely about the future. If we would meet again at Auto Mechanica 2030, so in eight years from now, what would be the topics we are discussing? It's a nice, uh, it's a very nice question. I think for sure we will be looking at the market that will, will, will Italy have won another football World Cup? <laughs> I hope so. Which definitely. would be? I know you. I know you're not a big fan of football. I'm not. We talked about I'm not. Before, but I have to ask a question. So, the Italy or Belgium? Who will win the football World Cup from now till 2030? Well, for me, I'm always winner in this case, yes. personally. <laughs> we go for the Italians. Let's go for the Italians. Absolutely. Okay. And how about the market? How will the market look? Well, I'm, for sure, we will be looking at the market that will be a lot smaller, that will be a lot more technical, and will be a lot more service-driven. Um, I'm afraid that uh, some people we will not see again in 2030, unfortunately. Like we said before, we are a family, so that's an unfortunate thing. Yes. But I think that's a reality that we will um, that we will face in that way. We have to adapt. And we have to adapt. I think now is the time to think about it, to reinvent ourselves. I think COVID even gave us a bit this reality check. Yes. And maybe even this time to make it a point for ourselves where we are and where we want to stand by 2030, for example. And I think if we're now not making any steps or taking any decisions, I don't know if 2030 Auto Mechanica will be for everybody, but... Maybe we will be in the metaverse in 3D. That's something I heard as be well before. <laughs> but we will still have an interview. Thank you we very much for taking that. the time today. Thank you very much for having us. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. That was Numero Cinque of our Tech Talk Aftermarket podcast. I hope you enjoyed it so far, already subscribed and gave us a positive rating in your podcast app. To stay in the football language, it's not even half time yet. 
uh, there are six more episodes to come for series one so i'll hope to talk to you at the next one so long take care and bye bye